Before we start today's show, we want to take a moment and remember the life of Ted Christopher, who unfortunately perished in a plane crash on September 16th, 2017, on the way to the modified tour race at Riverhead Raceway. He was 59 years old. We are huge fans of the Modifieds, having grown up watching Ted Christopher race and want to extend our condolences to his family. Modified racing won't be the same without him. race fans this is a debris and turn three fan cast my name is matt my name is dan and we are back for another episode to bring you our grandstanders view of all things nascar we are coming to you from where the summer doesn't seem to want to end and it's fine by me we are in kings county brooklyn new york city dan we are the burrows number one nascar podcast even after being gone for nearly four weeks no way you're kidding I am not kidding. This is a true statement. Wow. Still number one. That's pretty good. I well, mean, I don't know how much competition there is, but yeah. <laughs> be that as it may, we're still number one. I'll take it. Me too. But uh, so we've been off for a couple of weeks. It's yeah. uh, this is just an endless summer right now. It's absolutely gorgeous, which has just led to tons of some fun activities out there yeah. in the city, and we've kind of missed a few shows. So sorry for the race fans. But we're back. Dan, what have you been up to? Uh, what have I been up to? I've been up to a lot. Uh, let's see. So first of all, this Sunday, well, I didn't watch New Hampshire live because I had a crazy day. So started out with brunch at my parents' house for my dad's birthday. Yes. Your dad was there, too. I heard. Celebrating a couple of birthdays. Uh, so did that for a few Happy hours. Happy birthday, Dad. Happy birthday. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I did that for a little bit. Uh, Michelle came over. Michelle and Sean brought the new puppy. Uh, just hung out for a little bit. Then Kate and I went to the Lake Ronkonkoma Historical Society. Oh. Because her grandma was being honored there because she's one of the founding members of this historical the society. The Lake Ronkonkoma Historical Society. Fascinating. I, yeah, I had never been there. Like, I've been outside the building for, like, the Memorial Day parades, but I never went in. Some pretty really? cool exhibits, you know? It's just a tiny little building, but it's the history of our hometown. Yeah. Lake um, Ronkonkoma, biggest kettle lake in the country. Wow. Yeah. Didn't know that. Formed by a glacier. <laughs> it's a long, long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I've been working at the Tilla Center now for a few months, and we had Yes there on Sunday night. So that was Yeah, you cool. said you were going to have a big uh, a show, so. Yeah. And you've had a couple there this summer. You've had you've been yeah. pretty busy over the last few weeks. Yeah, I had Neil deGrasse Tyson and some that other. That must have been they, really cool. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, his show was called Literacy and Science, so it was all just about like how smart or dumb people are <laughs> in in our uh, who lead the world that know or don't know science. Neil deGrasse Tyson as. A really great perspective, and he is awesome on stage. I have also seen him live, but years ago, yeah. when I was attending community college, <laughs> and I was taking a class 
called uh, Evolution of the uh, of the Earth. And I was like, oh, cool. I'd be like, Evolution. Well, it turns out, really, it was just like a geology course. <laughs> and uh, But it was cool for an 8 o'clock class to be sitting there and doing those little uh, lab tests, drawing the acid on the rocks, yeah. scraping them, seeing, uh, charting which one is harder than the others and how do they react to what you're scratching them with, yeah. the nail the penny or <laughs> whatever it may be. Yeah. But we went to go see Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah. also then. That was really cool. Yeah. It was a cool show because that night, uh, the Cassini mission, you know, the, the satellite yeah. by Pluto, it was its last night in orbit. So he was getting updates from NASA like an hour before the show. And then he sent out a tweet live during the show. And he just had, you know, had his laptop hooked up to a big, like, screen. And yeah. you could see the likes and the retweets coming in in real time, and it was insane. Wow. Yeah. That is impressive. <laughs> it's, remember this planet that I made not a planet anymore? <laughs> well, let's go check it out live yeah. with this uh, rocket yeah. that I helped oh, it shoot out of. Oh, it was Saturn. Oh, Saturn. Saturn. Saturn, yeah. Excuse me. But he did bring up Pluto. He did bring up Pluto? <laughs> of course he did. Of course he did. <laughs> yeah, so there's been a lot going on this summer. I moved, which is... Really, what kind of got me out of the NASCAR loop for a while because yeah. my uh, cable viewing situation was a little <laughs> unstable, and yeah. I was uh, lucky enough to move into a pretty sweet new apartment. Yeah, it's it's nice, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it kind of is. So, did you grab that Star Trek poster yet? I didn't. It disappeared. Uh, it, it looked like it was straight <laughs> out of like the library in nineteen ninety two Next Generation uh, poster. It was sitting there. You saw. I forgot about it. Oh, that was like the first thing I noticed as soon as I walked up the stairs. <laughs> You're like, ooh, you should take that. And I was like, I might, I might. But there was a lot going on. I didn't really have a, like I said, a, a, a good solution for watching the races. I had no idea that they were on the NBC Sports app. I think I mentioned maybe on the last show, I, I picked up on that real late when uh, there was a Bristol race. Uh, but I ended up going with Sling TV. Yeah. And the Sling TV, uh, it's monthly. It's it's like it's like paying for Netflix, but you get live television stations. You have a DVR on there, and it had NBC Sports, uh, Fox, FS1, FS2, uh, and also the NFL Red Zone Network. So now I, NASCAR is going head to head with the NFL. Yeah. But luckily for them, the Giants are pretty terrible right now. We got Odell Beckham pissing like a dog in the end zone, and they're 0 three. Yeah. They, the Jets even have a win. Yeah. Beat my actually, I was really surprised that they beat Miami on uh, on Sunday because I, I mean again I'm not expecting much but the Giants 0 three like how does that happen? I didn't buy into all the hype going into the season that they were going to be so awesome yeah. because I have no confidence in Ben McAdoo this complicated offense offense and all that so now here I am though also. This is the playoffs in NASCAR, but it's also the beginning of the football season, and I'm trying to, I, I, you know, I got my whole like race watching station going on, yeah. <laughs> and now I'm trying to fit in. How am I going to keep up with the with the uh, with football also? Yeah, and it doesn't help that the Giants tend to be playing at four o'clock, and the races start at three. Actually, so it's well, like- that actually helped though, because I mean, watch the football ga- games on the Sunday. I'll tune in, but I mean, yeah. I- I'm more interested in the racing. Years past, I'd go hanging out with the guys and watching on Sunday, and I'd be like at the bar or somewhere, be like, "What TV has the NASCAR on?" Yeah. Or I gotta go to the bartender <laughs> yeah. and get like a twenty dollar beer and be like, "You know, a TV over there, no one's at. How about putting the NASCAR race on?" Yeah, <laughs> and them giving me the eye, like, "Excuse me, what did you just say? You heard me. I want to watch the NASCAR race." <laughs> 
it just doesn't work yeah. here in Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, like that's why we're doing this show because we like racing. So I bought NASCAR Heat Two. Pretty good game, by the way. Yeah. The first time I've had a, a console NASCAR game in quite a while, and it's as enjoyable. Uh, I'm trying to get my buddy to get the game. Uh, we and so Saturday night after. You know, since I moved in this place, I've been, you know, going out and hanging out and, yeah. you know, I'm living with a, an old friend of mine and, you know, it's just a cool pad and we're right there, man. Yeah. You know, we're right there. So Saturday night, I'm like, yeah, dude, I'll, I'll, I'm just going to chill Saturday. I was out Thursday. I was out Friday. I was, I was like, I'm going to just chill, play some video games. Well, my roommate texts me and he goes, hey, I'm coming home with a couple of girls. Uh, just heads up. All right. Well, there's a couple of friends that he was out with prior. Uh, you know, a little earlier in, in the day, and they're coming back, and they're like, hey, so now I'm like, I don't know, people coming over, I don't want to be sitting in my room, like, sitting there in my gym shorts and a tank top, yeah. my headset on, like, playing NASCAR <laughs> games while, like, pretty women, and uh, hanging yeah. out, drinking wine, having snacks, and chilling in the apartment, so I was like, next thing you know, there I am, like, hanging out, and then we're going to dinner, and we're chilling, and Sunday, I'm not feeling so great because I probably drank a little too much on Saturday night and I'm trying to get my picks in and make sure I'm all ready to watch the race. And that's how I spent the last couple of Sundays. So. Yeah. I think I forgot to put my Wave Arounders picks in like two weeks ago. Or yeah, I put like. them in for you. Don't worry. We're making room. We're realizing that we have some holes in the rules in the league yeah. and they're, they're getting filled while when the issues come up. So your picks. But just were, to your point that how it's been like so nice out on, on these like weekends. And like, this summer, man. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm out enjoying the day and then like two thirty rolls around. I'm like, oh crap, I got to get my picks in. Yeah. Don't worry, that's why you have me to harass you. You know, you're a single cousin just out cruising and chilling. Don't worry, we got to put your picks in, man. It's the yeah. wave around us. Which, let's get on to some fantasy and get on to the show. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while since we've sat across from each other to talk some action. I, you know, I've ran into some of the guys out on the job. And uh, we'll give a shout out to them in the, in the Debris and Turn 3 Fox Fantasy League. They're heading down to Dover this weekend. FNK, Vegas bound, beat me by one point. But I did manage to get a podium spot and bounce back this weekend. Powerhouse took the win. But Riley's heading down there also. He's won a couple of races this season. He's got to get back in it. It's the new fall segment. I've been seeing a couple of DNSs up there. You know, so, you know, fantasy of do not start. Racing do not. Right. I got you. I got you. You're with me? I got you. I'm there. So, yeah, that was, I mean, to recap, Really, the last couple of weeks in our fantasy league, let's just give a little round of applause to Brian. He's built such a lead that I was in Atlantic City and I missed the race. Oh, geez, God. I still don't understand it. I don't get it. He is a fantasy racing savant. I don't know. He just seems to just make all the right moves every week. Yeah. He struggled a little bit last week, though, so hopefully the little momentum might be shifting because, uh, you know, we're in the fall segment now. He easily took the... The, uh, the summer, and uh, this is it. There's really nothing special about the Fox fantasy. They just do three segments. Pardon me. And then they, uh, <laughs> and then we, they just, and then you, there's a season long champion. Yeah. Uh, it's a good however, format. It's a it's a decent format. You know, listen, the game is really easy and it's made it really fun. Yeah. And you know, it's been able to get some family and people involved that may not have been involved prior. Mm-hmm. 
And that's why it's been fun, which is why we do it, which is why we do the show, because there's nothing more fun than going to the track or watching the races and talking about racing and just hanging out, having a couple of cold ones with your buds and getting down to it. Who's going to get knocked out of the first round of playoffs and everything like that? And somebody's going to get knocked out in the waiver rounders, too, because in our league, we do have a playoffs and we have three races left. And you might have taken like you won this past weekend. Yeah. You saw that, right? I'm seeing it on the show sheet now. You're looking at it. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, yeah, Dan, Dan won. I think you took Ricky Stenhouse for like the fourth time this, yeah. this segment. <laughs> hey, he's done well for me all year. So The commissioner is being pretty lenient with penalties because it's the first season. But when we move into that third or fourth final playoff segment. Yeah. Well, I, wasn't I allowed to take him? Because I took him in each segment of... You were, okay. you were, yeah. and you even yeah. earned a bonus. Like you're, you're okay. good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm playing by the rules. <laughs> you're good. You're good. You're good. I just wish you would say, "Hey, I'm taking my bonus pick." I don't understand that stuff. <laughs> well, we worked out for next season. Yeah. Which, if you win this season, I said I want to make an answer. There is going to be a grand prize for the waiver rounders, and I was thinking that we should open an invite to whoever wins the Fox League to maybe jump in to the waiver rounders league. Okay. That's the prize if you win. We Fox, can make a prize for the Fox, for the Fox League also. I think we should we could maybe do something. <laughs> Buy your uh, beer. So want to have an honorable mention this week that goes so, out to the Alabama gang for our top ten hey. coming home sixth place. Try, keeps plugging away <laughs> and trying to get a good finish and. Uh, He's up there now in the fall standing, so right. maybe he comes with a big segment win. That would be huge. Yeah. And a little update, Alabama gang and I, the old man and I, we'd be, it's all set. The plans, everything's going. We are going to Talladega. We will nice. be there for Dale Jr.'s last restricted plate race. Hoping we get to see a little excitement there because... That's going to be cool. Man, oh man, his season has just been dismal this year. Yeah. He might even want to think about running another full year. It's so bad that, I, really, how do you walk away from that? But the time is right for him to go. Yeah. We were talking about it before we started the show. I think just with the playoffs, the way everything's going, he's from the old world of racing, and he's the performance isn't there. I think they made it. I don't, I'm not a big Greg Eyes fan. I don't think he is a great crew chief. I, I think... Uh, I'm not into their whole team, even with their spotter, TJ Majors. I've scanned the radios. I just don't hear the intensity. Maybe they are all phoning it in right now in this last season, but there's still intensity in the driver's voice on the racetrack. That car's not working right. Yeah. I mean, he's still trying to bring that thing home with a good finish. It's just it's not working, and maybe he just really doesn't have what it takes to get it to the top of the uh, charts. Yeah. But Steve Letarte leaving for NBC is really what killed Junior. Yeah. But whatever, they'll be together next year on NBC. They so. will be reunited. We got at that to NBC. look forward to. But yeah. then, yeah, the Magic Mile, beautiful day up there this weekend. Also in the yeah. 80s, a hot day. Yeah. Talk about climate change. <laughs> <laughs> well, it gave uh, for a, a real hot, slick race. Uh, the guys were calling it slimy on the racetrack with the grip strip yeah, out there. Yeah, that's a new term that I've never heard before. Yeah, slimy is a new one for yeah. uh, track conditions. But yeah. I can maybe see that on a hot day. The uh, the the PJ1, whatever they're calling it now. The and they put it in two grooves. They made a high and low groove. So 
you know what? It's a shame that grip strip stuff. It works for a New Hampshire, and even though they had green flag runs in the first two segments, they're still like side by side. It's kind of they're still short track racing at New Hampshire. Like they're still guys making moves on each other. I'll uh, I'll still take a race at New Hampshire over some others, like maybe just Chicago Land in their first race of the playoffs. Yeah. That well, one, I mean, that's going to be changing next year anyway, so. It will be changing. Yeah. Let me give you the Fox pre-race pop quiz. What, what two tracks are going to be in the trace next year? Uh, playoffs. In the playoffs. Next season. Uh, uh, Richmond and Vegas. Very good. Yeah. There are two drivers that they asked that got that right. Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin. And I think... Something like that kind of speaks volumes to how well the Toyotas are performing right now. Kyle Busch in particular. Uh, I thought you were going to say it speaks well, well no. about how the drivers don't Remember even when... know what the schedule is. <laughs> it does. I mean, these guys are involved. That tells me that Hamlin and, Kurt Busch, and Kyle Busch, they're involved. Yeah. Kurt Busch, I think, had one of them, by the way. But it just shows them intensity. That they're, yeah. Kyle Busch didn't even flinch. They asked him, yeah. Richmond and Vegas. Like, he knows yeah. next year, I got to be good on those tracks. Those are playoff tracks. Other drivers are like, oh, oh, geez, yeah, you got me. I want to say Darlington. <laughs> Did someone really say that? Yeah, they were. And then they gave him that. Uh. It, was, it was terrible. It's like Donovan McNabb years ago, like not knowing the rules to the play, uh, the, the overtime. Yeah. And like killing the clock, and they lost the game. It was just. Well, just I like, mean, overtime changes like year to year. It is even know. changed again this year, yeah. but just like I, NASCAR, rules change. Hey, the rules change. <laughs> the rules the change. Wind changes. The rules change. Yeah, and uh, well, let's talk about Kurt Busch for a second because yeah. So it was Martin Truex is winning stages again. We're going flag to flag. Again, it looks like. And then all of a sudden, Kevin Harvick is spinning across the racetrack in the backstretch, clogging up the entire... I've yeah. never seen anything like that. It just... He Especially went... at New Hampshire, where it's like, it, you know, it drives like a short track. So he just comes off the corner and obviously hit the gas just to like try and... Stay off that inside wall, maybe. Yeah, and that just caused so much smoke to come that up. That was so much smoke. <laughs> yeah. It was incredible. Yeah. And then poor Kurt Busch just T-bones yeah. Kevin Harvick. And that's the second time Haas team has had an accident like that. Remember Indy when Kurt Bo- when Kurt, uh, oh. Clinton Boyer yeah. tangled with Danica Patrick yeah. and Eric Jones and lost it coming out of turn four? Yeah. All that smoke. And then Kurt Busch, Busch just boom! Just plows right into him. Yeah. That great view from the visor cam. Yeah. That one was painful. And it's funny because like even when they showed the... It wasn't the visor cam, but they showed, I think, either the, the roof cam the or roof like cam. the whatever. And it didn't like when you're looking at the wreck from this weekend, it didn't seem like that like it didn't seem like that hard a hit that Kurt Bush had. Right. But when they showed it from the like the in car camera, like you could hear like the car smacking the other way. Like it just it was crunched. Yeah. Yeah. And it really was an incredible wreck and it shook up now that shook up the race. Yeah. And it brings up one of the topics that race fans get into all the time is do we watch the races for the wrecks or do we watch it for the racing? Because 
arguably up until that point, you could say it was a pretty boring race. They were going flag to flag in the stages. I mean, I saw some passing. I saw the guys making moves. Tires were wearing out. But we were just going to see Martin Truex just take another, well, Kyle Busch. Oh, no, Truex goodness. was like dominating. Was that he race. leading at that point? Oh my goodness, I'm I'm fading yeah, out on. Yeah, he was because Kyle Busch like Slipped squeezed right, right in, like yes, yeah. and then he wound up winning that stage. Yes. Wow, really, sh- and that shook it up. Yeah. I mean, I remember I was uh, just kind of in and out, and I was watching, and I'm going back and forth, and you know, being a terrible podcast host and not <laughs> posting anything on Twitter, like I wanted to like. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, we'll live tweet the races, and I'm just, I, dude, I just suck at social media. Like, I'm just like not into it. I'm kind of the same way. Like, it just, it's too time consuming. Like, I want to enjoy things. what I'm doing. Yeah, and I never think. Phone all the time. First thing, take out the phone. Yeah. And I'm watching the race, and I, I don't know, maybe I'm like old fashioned. I'm watching the race, and well, I'm just. Well, I mean, if you're gonna be at Talladega, you're gonna have to be. <laughs> oh well, well, actually, no, you're not that terrible at social media because I told you, I showed you how to use Instagram stories a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you were like, "Oh no, it's so hard!" And I literally showed you, it's like it's so easy. And now all you do is Instagram story on the job. Hey, and but you use Snapchat when my hands are free. that, you know, like I, but in free maybe once or twice a day. Yeah. Some people are just boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And just sometimes there's just some funny stuff going on. You know how to use on. it. You just choose not to use it at certain times. Yes. And Dan, what do you mean that I'm Instagramming live at work? <laughs> Who would use their cell phone without working? That's crazy talk. Crazy talk. I have no idea what you mean. I certainly don't do I it. I certainly only do it when I'm not on the boss's dime, okay? <laughs> this is in the bathroom count. <laughs> on your 10th uh, coffee break of the day hey listen we're working hard up there we, we're, we're, we got a city to build and uh man oh man just uh i'll share a quick uh i wasn't gonna but i'll share a quick story uh ran in a couple of the guys uh from the show from the league at the job and i just want to say it was a really great uh time and just really an example of like you know when you you my partner comes up to me and he goes, hey, there's a guy that wants to meet you, which immediately I'm like, wait, what? Somebody wants to meet me? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I was out having lunch and the guy was wearing a NASCAR shirt. And I go, hey, my partner's like big in the NASCAR. He's like, he goes, even does like this like podcast or something like that about racing. He goes like to Breen turn three. And the guy goes, oh, wait, this one? Turns out it's Vegas bound. Some of these guys are heading down to Dover this weekend. And then uh, he comes walking by on our floor. And my part is like right in the morning. And I do construction. And any of the guys in the lead that don't know. And anybody else that might be out there listening, thank you. But yeah, I'm in New York City construction. And there I am. And my partner's like, hey! Yo, come on! <laughs> well, we're getting like our job laid out to us for the day. Like the yeah. boss is there, going, "I want you to do this, and then I want you to do that." And my partner just interrupts him, yelling across, "Yo, come here!" <laughs> and then comes over, "Hey, no, listen, 
I'm Vegas. I'm like, no way. So then we, you know, we bro out for like five minutes. And then I turn around and finally I'm like, taking a selfie, send it to mutual friends. <laughs> and then I'm like, finally, I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, what do you want me to do? The guy just stood there like, is this over yet? Yeah. A celebrity on the job. Yeah. For our uh, Debris in Turn 3 fan cast. Yeah. Uh, I would have liked to have gotten up to this last fall race at the Magic Mile, but you yeah, know, just it's the end of the summer here in New York, man. It's just been crazy with everything moving, and like you said, just getting out there and doing stuff. I, like weekends roll around, I just there's just you know, you get a phone call, you want to like go out, and it's just been too nice, too many places to sit in a cafe, glass of wine here, a nice little small plate there. It's been good. Yeah, and not so good though for Casey Kane. At New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Yeah. Suspension problems? I don't know what happened. He stopped on the racetrack. You got a penalty for that. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, you have to maintain a minimum speed, so I'm sure if you just stop. They didn't like that he was coming around. Like, it's happened in the end of the back stretch, and he was coming around the corner, and, like, he basically stopped at the high side between three and four mm-hmm. and just ducked into the, into the pit lane. Yeah. They changed tires, and even on uh, that, the commentators were saying they're like, "Look, that tire was like shaking. Yeah. That's a suspension problem." So, I mean, he's gonna have some serious problems uh, going forward into this Dover cutoff race. Yeah, I don't. We'll get into our predictions of who's gonna not make the round of twelve, but I can say right now that Casey Kane is not probably, making the round of twelve. I don't see it either. <laughs> but I tell you, somebody who probably is, and that's the second place finisher, Kyle Larson. So he's yeah snuck in there and got a second place finish so would you say snuck i mean because i know like the whole thing is the toyota dominance and truex and uh kyle bush but really like when it comes down to it kyle larson's one of the dominant cars this season and absolutely Chevy, you know absolutely he is the top chevy right now yeah and i'm impressed and i'm i'm all i'm on board right now with kyle larson yeah. I think he, uh, I think he, he has what it takes, and I think he's getting the most out of that Ganassi car. And people criticizing him for being in that Ganassi car, but I don't think he has a better owner right now than Chip Ganassi. I mean, this guy has his hands in every form of motorsports, yeah. and in the racing majorly in the United States, and. He wants to see this NASCAR program perform better. And they answered the call. We've talked about it on the show. And Kyle Larson, he's got wins, and he comes here with another second-place finish. He also clinched his transfer into the next round as well as Brad Kozlowski. So, I mean, kudos to uh, Kyle Larson. Yeah. And, yeah, he is the, about the only guy that's kind of fighting off the Toyotas. Yeah. I mean, really, it's been, this entire season, it's been Truex Jr., Kyle Busch, and Kyle Larson. It's the three of them. Right, but for, but for a long time, in the beginning of the season, Kyle Busch couldn't get a win. None he couldn't did. get a win, but he was always running up front, getting stage wins, and then having some problem speeding on pit road or lung Some self-inflicted like, penalties. You know, yeah. um, but Joey Logano taking him out in the third yeah. race at Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. The fight. Yeah. Let's get into some of that Toyota dominance because that's kind of been the big story of the season that 
you know, toy, like, um, Toyota changed their body style this year. They're running the 2018 version of the Camry, which isn't on the market yet, but it's going to be sold in pretty ca- soon. In yeah. the calendar year. In the calendar year of 2017. So uh, that's what allowed Toyota to run this uh, body style because it will be sold towards the end of 2017. So well, a lot of people on social media are saying, well, that's an unfair advantage that they're running a new, a different body style and they've, they're getting some downforce advantages and are dominating now this season. So what do you do? You change the rules and say you can't run a new body style until it's on the market, like until it's actually being sold. But the rule right now says it has to be sold that year, though. Yeah, and it will be sold this year. Right, so they're well within the rules. Yeah. See, now that's that's where I have a problem with NASCAR fans. Because they want to look back with these rose-colored glasses to the times in the late 80s and the early 90s. But you know what? Just They posted on social media that... um, the Martinsville race. Yeah. I think it was just yesterday where DW got into the back of Terry Labonte and took out uh, Dale Earnhardt leading in the Wrangler car, and he went on to win. But right before the clip starts, I think Ken Squire is saying that these are the only three cars on the lead lap. Yeah. I mean, guys dominate in racing, and people get a competitive advantage through hard work. In the beginning of the season, Joe Gibbs Racing was not winning. We were talking about it on the show. Every other show was talking about it also. Yeah. But now they're performing like we thought that they would, and Kyle Busch is looking like he's the favorite to win. Maybe. Yeah, I, I still think, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's actually it's really it's really up in the air right now. Yeah, I mean, earlier in the year, I said that just like everyone else, that Martin Truex was gonna easily make it until to the the final race, you know, without having to really do anything because he had had so many playoff points uh, stacked up. But uh, just going back to like other manufacturers dominating, just. Just a couple of years ago, it was Chevy and uh, Jimmy Johnson winning all these championships and these races. So it's just a cycle, you know. So Chevy is going to have the the new Camaro next year in Cup, and I'm sure they'll find they'll probably have a similar uh, season to Toyota this year. I'm sure as soon as they get to Daytona, they'll have you know trying like well Daytona isn't really a good you know, uh, indicator, indicator of what the car is going to be. But by the time you get to Atlanta or some of those, those first couple of races, they'll right. figure out the kinks. And the, cause that car looks like it has a lot of downforce and just the way, the same way that the new Camry has. Well, and just like the Toyota teams with the new Camry, they had to work on that Camry in the beginning of the season and try to figure out what works for it. And yeah. they've kind of struggled. We talked about well, what's wrong with Joe Gibbs racing. What's wrong with the Toyotas? And now it's oh NASCAR's in bed with the Toyota teams and no. I can't I really can't stand that commentary online and people talking about it. It's like really don't they I think Joe Gibbs is a great team owner and I think from his football background, I think he knows how to build a great team and get the most out of the people that work for him. Yeah. 
and love him or hate him, Kyle Busch, it's fast and awesome. Yeah. I think people just have a problem with Toyota not being an American manufacturer, and no. it just stem, stems from that, which, yeah, not a, yeah. Just we're not even going to get into that right now. <laughs> Just like we're not going to get into kneeling in the Vern National yeah, well, Anthem. That's where it was, it was going, but I, I don't want to talk about that. Either do I. We've, we've been gone for too many weeks. There's too many things to talk about. You guys have heard it on every every show, every yeah. every sports channel. So And our opinion, I'm not even going to talk about our opinion. I'm not even going to allude to what our opinion is. Right. Well, you know, this is a uh, NASCAR show from Brooklyn. Yeah. So I, I feel like, you know, we're Northeasterners, but I get our Southern, our Southern fans, and uh, I'm yeah. into racing, and listen, that's what the show's about, and that's what Sunday's about. Yep. And uh, I'm looking forward to next Sunday, as are all the other drivers, and Toyota is dominating right now. Yeah. They know that. They're trying to do things to try to get faster. Sometimes might even be... You know, working for that gray area of the rules or even also just straight out cheating. Yeah. Cheating in racing. Yeah, we're specifically talking about Chase Elliott. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I didn't know we were going to that yet. I or, well, I figured we were talking about... Uh, well, we have playoffs on the show sheet next, but let's talk about Tapegate. Well, okay, because it goes both ways. Yeah. Because Chase Elliott knows that he hasn't he hasn't won yet. Mm-hmm. Toyota's dominating and he goes in his team makes this move and they put the tape on the spoiler and he yeah. ends up finishing second. So he benefited obviously had to benefit from that maneuver, putting that yeah. tape on there. See I I don't know much about this whole tape gate thing, but I did listen to uh Door Bumper Clear mm-hmm. and they were talk and uh they were talking about it and how this isn't new. Guys have been like doing this for a while, but I guess this is the first so, time like, someone's teams been caught. know it. Like teams yeah, know people have been doing this. Yeah, this is apparently like a thing, but this is the first time someone got caught. Do I? I don't I've been really actually. Know. Like, I haven't been listening to the NASCAR podcast or really any podcast lately because I don't know, man. I've just been really enjoying the last of the summer here, and I've just been listening to music on the subway yeah. and everywhere I, or I've been going. There's just been a lot of awesome music out this summer. Yeah. So that's what I've been into. Yeah. So I've missed those shows. So I didn't hear that this is like something that like teams know that other teams do. Because yeah. he was caught on TV doing it. I think that's why it turned into such a big thing. Mm. Yeah. It was really silly also because... <laughs> I didn't really pick up on it because it was a post-race thing. I wasn't watching it. And then when I watched the video, I'm going, what does this guy think he's doing? <laughs> There's Chase Elliott with a camera right on him. Yeah. And he's just trying to peeling something away. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like, what was, why, do you think the camera wasn't like on or something? Yeah. Like, Everyone, someone's always watching. Always assume someone's watching. Yeah. You know, you're on a national sport. You're on stage. You're performing. Yeah. So now... We were talking about rules. The rule was that no crew members were allowed on pit road after the race until the NASCAR had got a chance to look at the cars. That's a new rule? New rule going right in. I think it was a new rule like hours before the race started at New Hampshire. Ah. I think I was watching the pre-race and they were like, oh, I think, oh, breaking. Yes, this is coming. We have a new rule. 
New rule for the race today. Because <laughs> they didn't want anybody well, flooding you know with that stuff. You know what stuff. their new rule should be? Their new rule should be getting rid of the playoffs because I have no idea how this works. <laughs> I like the idea of the playoffs, but you know what? You and I are about as big of NASCAR fans that you will find, and you and I have no idea what's going on with these NAS- these playoff standings. Yeah, like I'm looking at the points. I'm looking at the just the regular driver standings, and I'm not understanding how the playoff points are differentiated from the regular points and how they get into the next round of the playoffs. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. What I don't understand is, so you are you winning the race now and you're getting more playoff points, but you're in the playoffs. So the playoff points and the stage wins were for seeding yourself into this round of 16. So now you're earning, these are just bonus points now. You're just, I, don't, I think you're just. Uh, I think you're just accumulating playoff points throughout the entire season, whether it's the regular season or the playoffs. Because, like, on so I'm looking at the driver standings, just the regular driver standings. Martin Truex is the leader. Kyle Larson is 24 points behind Martin Truex. But when it comes to playoff points, Truex has 59. Larson has 33. And then when you go to the playoff standings, when you go to the playoff standings, it has Martin Truex first, and then they're showing just regular points. They're not showing the playoff points on the playoff standings. That's what I'm looking at. They just show the regular points. Yeah, and they're showing race wins and stage wins. So, like, what's the point of the playoff points if it's not part of the playoff standings? This is getting it's getting a little out of okay, hand. Okay, because they always did this in when it was the chase. Any anyone that was in the chase, you got like bonus points. That way, you were separated from the regular field. That way, no one in the they regular re- could catch reset up. the points. Yeah, that no one catch. Yeah, you're doing that kind of now. But I'm really not like with with this now. The stage wins. How are stage wins and your plus five at the end of the race. How are that figuring into your points? If anybody's listening and wants to email the show (laughs) and help us out, there's something that we're missing. Feel free and and, and help us out. Like let's get engaged on this thing because I'm kind of, I'm kind of lost. If they can go for a season long points championship, if it ended before the NFL season started, but the fact that they have races all the way up to November they need the playoffs. Yeah. Because, I mean, just watching a, a race and should somebody take a big points lead into the last three races, yeah, their viewership is just going to drop. Yeah. But I feel like, I mean, I've been a little disinterested in NAS, not disinterested in NASCAR, just like I haven't been paying attention, but also just these first two races of the playoffs, from what I've seen, it's just been green flag runs and guys just making laps because no one that's not in the playoffs wants to get tangled up with someone that is in the playoffs. So I, that's, I've said this before. I don't understand why we have a playoff. We have playoffs where everyone is in the races, but only some guys are eligible for the playoffs. So it just makes it like, I'd rather them just go back to just the regular straight 36 races. Whoever is 
the points later at the end wins. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm looking across the board at some other racing series, and they've had some really fantastic points races. And Joseph Newgarden mm-hmm. last weekend, uh, prior to the New Hampshire weekend, he took the IndyCar Championship at Sonoma, but it, it was it was very close. Yeah. Going into that last race. I'm a huge MotoGP fan. There's five races left in that season, and, I mean, Alex, uh, Valentino Rossi breaks yeah. his leg you know, in his dirt track at home, so he misses yeah. the race, pretty effectively takes him out of the championship. But they're having a wild just points race. Uh, I don't know why NASCAR just feels like they need... They, why they need all this? I, it's really. I think the NASCAR has been taken over by the television and the, the television people. It's all gimmicks. Just, they just need stuff to get ratings. TV is just gimmicks. Yeah. I need. I need you sitting yeah. in front of their TV. So in case you haven't seen this Geico commercial yet, you have to see it now. Yeah. Because mean, if you haven't spent 15 minutes or less trying to get 50 percent off car insurance, then oh my god, why do I know that? <laughs> <laughs> but just like uh, the whole re- like the whole way that the the playoff points work. They could just put that into the like, just have thirty six races, no playoffs, but have those bonus points for, you know, leading halfway, leading the most laps, leading a lap, uh, you know, obviously winning the race. Just have all these incentives, for, you know, these points incentives throughout the race, and then you just cut down on the amount of cautions you have and guys, on on pit road under caution. You know, I, I got I, it, I, man. Yeah. I, I know. And I'm, you know what? I've been on the fence and everything like that. Cause I've seen the benefits of it at times. We were all thinking about Ricky Stenhouse bumping Kyle Busch, but really we're almost through this whole season. Now we have eight races left. How many times does that happen at the end of the stage? This stage racing has got to go. Yeah. I'm off. I'm off that bandwagon. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> I, I'm solidly in that camp now. And it's because I've been playing the NASCAR Heat 2 game, okay? Yeah. And I've been playing stage racing. And I'm playing it like, I just got to get to the end of stage one. And then at the end of stage one, I'm like, I just got to get to the end of stage two. And that's what I'm see- And I'm doing exactly what I think I'm seeing on the racetrack. Yeah. Is that they're just going flag to flag in these stages. And then, well... If there's another yellow in stage two or something like that, that changes up the strategy and I make a move, well, then I'll see where I'm at. But I'm probably just going to, you know, either stay out and, you know, get a stage, the stage win here or, you know, we're going to pit. It's like because you're knowing where the yellows are dropping. And to me, I understand how that lets you plan strategy. But to me, racing is... You don't know when you're going to get that yellow. And I like to see guys panic. Yeah. Not knowing that they're going to get the yellow. And that's when yellows, like, happen. Yeah. Guys make a mistake on the racetrack, see the leader coming in the mirror, pushing a little too hard, getting high, scraping the wall, cutting a tire down, spinning out in the turn, collecting somebody. I don't want to see. I'm not in it to see wrecks. Yeah. But that's racing. That's how wrecks happen. Yeah. There's basically two strategies to stage racing. It's either stay out for the points or pit so that you can make it to the end of the next stage. That's really what the strategy is. It's, they figured it out in the first couple of weeks, and that's what it is. Right. And no one 
wants to make any contact because they know they have this yellow coming. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to race. I just have to know how my lap times. What's my interval between the leader right now? Okay, if I stay like this, I'm not going to lose a lap before a lap such and such because the crew chiefs on top of the box figuring all that out. They know in 20 laps where they're going to be on the track in relation to the leader. Without stage racing, you don't know. Yeah. You're just you don't know when the yellow is gonna fall, and it's gonna make you make decisions. Yeah. And that's why I'm just I'm I'm off the stage racing. I really and it really took me actually playing the stupid game <laughs> and being like, wait, I'm pitting now, and now I'm in the back. Yeah. Like, and it's just and also um. Well, you know what? The, like on the flip side of that, though, I was racing in like the twelfth, thirteenth position in a couple of races. Yeah. And there's just a few laps left to go in the stage, and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna make a pit stop here, mm-hmm. so I'm just gonna gun it into this corner. Yeah. And stick it and just wear out the rubber, which I'm sure these guys are doing, trying to make some moves because as we're yeah. seeing these playoff points coming down, it's gonna come down to just a few, few points. Yeah. Let's go on to news. Uh, this was obviously the last fall race at New Hampshire next year. Like we said, uh, I think this race will be uh, Vegas. Yes. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> That's a shame because, I mean, do we, you know, we talked about this when they made the announcement, but do yeah. we really need another mile and a half? There's a lot of people who aren't a big fan of Loudon, but like Pocono and some other tracks on the tour, I'm into it just because it's different. Yeah. You know? It's a flat one-mile track. Do we have any other flat one-mile tracks that we go to? Nope. And it's the farthest north north that we go to. Um, so, you know, we'll see. I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a Bruton Smith track, so he can, you know, kind of do whatever he wants to do with any of his tracks. So uh, we'll just see how profitable or how successful that track is and see if he winds up selling it in the next couple of years because they only have one race. Yeah. That would be a shame because it's had a couple of great races that I don't want to say great races, but I mean, ent- entertaining races. I was I thought last Sunday's race was a pretty good race. I was into it. Yeah. Uh, I can't say the same for a Chicagoland race. I was kind of yeah, just like, all well, right. I think next year, that one's out, right? That's going to... Is that one out of the playoffs? That's the first race. No, I, think I think Richmond is the Richmond second is race. The, no, I think Richmond is the first race. I was just looking and at this. And Indy is going to be the cutoff. Indy is the cutoff. And then I think, yes, then you might probably write Richmond. Richmond is the first race. Yeah. So I think Chicagoland is still in playoffs for next year. But... Um, what else we have in NASCAR news over the last couple of weeks? Uh, big thing, not not big, but uh, it was announced that Casey Kane will be in the '95 car next year, which puts Michael McDowell out of a ride. And I, this is bad for Casey Kane. I mean, I mean the five going into the five, you thought like he was going to have a comeback in his career. And it just didn't pan out. Nowadays, going to the ninety-five, it's gonna, it's gonna be even worse. He's this on his way out. This is the beginning of the, of the end yeah. for Casey Kane. Yeah. 
think well, it's the yeah, middle of the end. Really. The middle, the, the middle of the end. But I mean, this happens to all race car drivers. They have a rise and a fall. Some of them are lucky enough to go out on top with a big ride. But yeah, we've but seen a lot of guys Kenseth, get into Kenseth and and uh, Harvick. You know, those guys have moved around a lot. And look at how successful they still are in those rides. You know, they got the big time rides still. I. Yeah, I agree. I know. I see what well, you're saying. I thought Kane, right? Well, Kansas is un, nothing uh, confirmed yet for Kansas for next year. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. I definitely expected more performance from Casey Kane in the Hendrick number five car. Although he did win some marquee events, yeah. it just never really panned out how I thought it might go for him when he moved to that team. Uh, you said bad for Casey Kane. Bad for Michael McDowell, who has, you know, put in some strong finishes yeah. this season. Being that we're playing this wave arounders game, and you're looking at where these guys are finishing, this guy has gotten that car up it's front. He's actually one of the better performing wave arounders. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but also, I guess you had to say though, great for Levine Family Racing though. Yeah. To grab a guy like Casey Kane, because I'd imagine. Casey Kane's got to br bring in some level of sponsorship that might be a boost to that race team that has performed better this year with an alliance with Childress Racing. Yeah. That maybe they can even, you know, take another step next year. Maybe. But hasn't Casey, like, wasn't he, didn't he run one of the Red Bull cars for like a year? Because he was, he was with Evernham in the nine. And then I think he went to Red Bull before going to the five, right? So he's like always kind of been like, you know, iffy on like, yeah, it's Casey not, Kane, not in great equipment. You're going to say the five is not great equipment? Uh, as far uh, as Hendrick teams have gone, the five yeah. has struggled the most. Yeah. But. I would say that it's still capable of winning. He's seen, he's done it. Yeah. And I mean, there's personnel at the team. I can't imagine that they just can't. A lot of it just has to do. I mean, like look at Cole Pern and Michael uh, Martin Truex Jr. Yeah. Like just when these crew chiefs and drivers gel, and they have that chemistry, that's when these guys really perform well. Yeah. Uh, I guess you just have anybody that can handle Kyle Busch. And then you have Chad Knauss and Jimmy Johnson. I mean, these these guys are like solid teams, and I think that's what really helps with their success. Yeah. Uh, Casey Kane, that five team. I would have thought something a little bit better, but who knows? Yeah. Maybe with the performance enhancement over the last year in the '95 car with Casey Kane in it next year, maybe they have something, you know, a little trick up their sleeve and maybe get a win. And get in, maybe because that's all you got to do is just win a race. Yeah, could rain. Well, we know we know the '95 is still going to be in the Wave Rounders next year. Uh, I think we're going to have a new addition to the Wave Rounders. Um, oh, I think he right. might be in. I don't know if we does he race every. Well, let's just put it this way: there's a new team coming to NASCAR in the Cup Series, Starcom Racing. Okay, great news. Yeah. Always happy to have a new team on yeah. board in the series. You want to take a stab at who their driver is going to be? Oh, geez. Okay, let's think. If they're going to... You're starting a brand new team, and you're... Well, 
You may not want to go with somebody too young because you're looking at somebody to bring that machine home in one piece. Yeah. So you don't want to wreck, you know, risk wrecking too often. So you might not go with a young driver. You can go to a veteran. Yeah. And who's out there driving right now or without a ride? Maybe, I don't know, I'd say maybe Bobby Labonte wants to get back into it. That's a good guess. Um, it's actually someone a little bit older. Okay. Really? Someone who's still driving. He's been in the series this year. Series this year? Yeah. Older than Bobby Labonte. Hmm. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I'm going to take a guess here. Derek Cope? Ding, ding, ding. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Great idea, Stockholm <laughs> Racing. Great idea. I mean... Surely they could have gotten... Oh, but, all right. Stockholm Racing, welcome to the NASCAR <laughs> Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. Maybe by next season, I'll finally get that right. Welcome. Yeah. Good luck to you with Derek Cope. All right? And yeah. uh, just don't go three wide at Daytona. Uh, Phoenix Raceway sells naming rights to uh, a tech company, Ingenuity Sun Media. I don't know. I, I guess they need the money for all these renovations that they're doing to their racetracks, but these corporate sponsors for tracks, like Lowe's was the only, like they, they, they sponsored Charlotte Motor Speedway. You just don't see it that often. In, in, it's not like no. NFL or, or baseball, baseball stadiums where yeah. they like name them after they sell the naming rights. I don't know. I guess that's a good sign for the, you know, the region. Yeah. Right. You got a tech company moving in. They want to put their name on the track. Uh, the track's a popular destination out there. And they look through all the tracks. Some tracks are pulling out seats and making all uh, and uh, contracting. This they're they're making enhancements. So. Yeah. And Phoenix is a it's a it's another track that I like because it's unique. Yeah. I don't want to lose Phoenix, and I want to I'll support Phoenix because, you know what? I, I like a track that's a little hard on the drivers and. Those guys, they, they wheel that, those, their cars around the Phoenix Speedway. Yeah. It's going to be weird next year having the start-finish line in the dog leg. So. It's going to be very weird. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be very weird. <laughs> um, let's go... Uh, let's talk about Dover. Want to move ahead? Yeah, let's just talk about All right. It was yeah. a great fall, summer race, last race. I think it said yeah. 25th or 27th annual uh, race at... New Hampshire, but not really anymore because we lost that one more one race at New Hampshire now, and uh, we are staying on the East Coast next weekend, and we head down to the Monster Mile. Yeah. So this is the cutoff race for the first round of the playoffs. Oh, we did have a, a debris and turn three guy up at New Hampshire though this weekend. Oh, we did. Made a post, uh, Brendan. Just uh, want to give a shout out. Way to go, man. Getting out there to the, ra the racetrack. I almost forgot. Because when we went back to Dover, I was thinking about the boys that are heading down there to watch the race. And then I forgot that one of the guys went up there. So I just wanted to say that. But yeah, Dover. I mean, this is Jimmy Johnson territory. And this guy needs a, a, a big race this weekend. What do you think about Jimmy Johnson's chances this weekend? <laughs> Uh, if he doesn't jump a start, then I think he's fine. Ooh. <laughs> or restart, jump a restart. Yeah, yeah, All right. Because right now, he's, all right, he's, he's solidly in the round of 12. 
I'm seeing him in yeah, seventh. Yeah, he's in seventh right now, yeah. So he's looking pretty good, but there is a new tire for Dover, a new yeah, compound. I don't really know much about this, but Goodyear is bringing a different tire to Dover. The Xfinity Series and also the Cup Series will be running it this weekend. And because it's the chase, though, no Cup guys are going to get a chance to run that rubber in a race because it's the chase. Uh, I keep saying chase because it's the playoffs in the Xfinity <laughs> Series. Okay. I don't get it. <laughs> the Cup guys are not permitted to enter oh, because it's Xfinity the races right, because it. it's their playoffs. Got it. So I just, like... You know, earlier in the season, they might get a right, chance right, right, right. to, yeah. you know, get some laps on that rubber. All right. So who do you think is not going to make it to the round of 12? I'm going to say Casey Kane, mm-hmm. Kurt Busch. I'm also going to say Austin Dillon. I'm also going to say Jamie Mack. He's okay. Only, All right. I'm seeing Jamie Mack's had a good run. This is a he's like he's up above the cutoff right now. Mm-hmm. But listen, there's it. It this guy is going to be making some panicked moves unless he's up in the front of the of the field. He's going to be in that hornet's nest area. And I can see a little contact in that track, you know, nowhere to go. And I can see someone's going to get caught up with something that's going to end their season. I think it just might be Jamie Mack this year. Yeah. Um, I thought you were just going to easily go with the bottom four. Uh, I, too, am going to say Casey Kane, uh, Austin Dillon. I'm going to say Ryan Newman also. And... Ricky Stenhouse Jr. So really that leaves Kurt Busch, who's currently in 15th. I think he'll have a good enough day at Dover. Well, he'll he'll make it into the next round. Really? Yeah. Okay. It, their team has been performing a little bit better, despite getting caught up in that wreck last weekend. <laughs> yeah. I think they that's had... what really just hurt them. Oh, yeah. yeah. They've been running a little bit better, but I, when I'm looking at the points, I just... Man... He's he's down by almost twenty points to Ryan Newman and yeah, but even you're saying Jamie Mack, who's ninety six behind, and Ricky Stenhouse is one hundred five behind. I just don't think Dover is a good track for Stenhouse. I think I did. I see something. He was talking about Dover or the hell. He was looking forward to that race this coming up this weekend because he was like practicing for it or preparing for it in some particular way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, he seems to just have a little bit of luck this season. Yeah. He even had a little luck at New Hampshire this past week, but getting himself in, you know, unlapped and then yeah. you know, uh, serviced for fresh tires after a wave around. Uh, he just seems to have a little luck this year. I think he's going to get himself out of the round of 16. Uh, I just think Jamie Mack's luck is going to run out. All right, so let's just move to predictions for the race. Uh, who do you think is going to take the pole? Who's going to win? Anything going to happen? All right. The race? Right. Yeah, we started doing this a few weeks ago. We were just looking ahead to next week's race, just making a couple of predictions. 
Uh, I think the poll is going to be Kyle Larson. And I think the win, even though he's already clinched, I think is going to be Brad Kozlowski. Okay. And I think that you're going to see Jamie Mack get caught up in a wreck, but this wreck is going to be started by some sort of back marker, or we're going to have one of those incidents where someone's going to be trying... All right, here's the scenario, okay? (laughs) I'm picturing a problem with someone trying to get onto the pit lane, Mm -hmm. losing control, causing some sort of wreck that's going to take out a playoff contender. Could be Jamie Mack at this point. Okay. Uh, I think... Jimmy Johnson's going to get the pole. Ooh, okay. Uh, I think Kyle Larson's going to get the win. So right, that right there is two Chevys. So, but I think Truex or Bush will like dominate at some point through the race. But I think it's going to come down to a late race restart. We love those. Where I, I'm just going to say Jimmy Johnson and Kyle Busch are on the front row and one of them will jump the restart. Wow. Okay, cool. So we're going to have some restart antics possibly yeah. late in the going at Dover. And Kyle Larson is going to come home with the victory. Yeah. According to Dan. Yep. All right. Well, we'll revisit these next week. <laughs> uh, looking forward to next weekend. Also, anything on the, 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 the DVR set uh, for you for next weekend? Uh, modified tour. I've been watching that uh, the last couple of weeks, uh, so I'm gonna keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye out for that. Yeah, there was a race over at Riverhead a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, I guess just having too much fun this summer. Neither of us made it out there, even though yeah. we kept saying we were going to. But Timmy Salamito took the checkers there. Yeah. From Ryan the pole. from the pole. Yeah. Ryan Newman, always entering those New Hampshire races. Yeah. He took the pole. And no. Bobby Santos got the win. Bobby Santos got the win. Not the first time he's won at New Hampshire. He's yeah. won there before. Yeah. Uh, so Ryan Priest, however, though, wasn't at the race at New Hampshire because he was entered into the Xfinity Series race that was away from New Hampshire last weekend. Yeah. Where were they? Kentucky. Yeah, I think that's where it was. Yeah. yeah. And he came home with a top 10 finish. So in three races that he ran this year, he had a first, a second, I believe it was sixth. Yeah. So way to go, Ryan Priest. And I think even missing two races, you, you were saying earlier before we started the show, you thought he was still in contention for points? Yeah, he's, he's fifth in points in, uh, for the Modified Tour. And they have three races left. Uh, well, they have three races. Two of them are points races. So they go to, uh. yeah, they go to Stafford this weekend. Then next weekend is a non-points race at Charlotte and the quarter mile in the infield. And then uh, they end their season in Thompson with the World Series. Cool. Yeah. Well, So he's got two, two races to make up uh, 26 points. He's 26 behind Doug Kobe right now. That's, you know, you, you think 26 points is not a lot, but in the modified series... When you have a points leader like Doug, Co- Doug Kobe, that's a kind of tall order yeah. to gain that many points on him. Because these guys, some of these guys are super smooth out there. 
And uh, so real quick, let's just go. Uh, we were talking about we went to the, sh the short tracks. Mm -hmm. We have uh, just the last couple of weekends at Riverhead also. So I'm real sorry that we weren't able to make it out there. But yeah. great job, the Pit Stop Pitbull and the YouTube way to be able to keep up with the racing out there. Yeah. I also wanted to throw that out there. If anybody has any other links to their home tracks or anything like that, send them over. I love watching YouTube videos of some short track racing. Yeah. So what do you say, Dan? Is that a good way to, a good place to leave off to the next show? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that's. Good I just want to go real quick and just say I'd like another congratulations to, to Joseph Newgarden though for their championship in the IndyCar series because first American champion in a long time, and uh, everyone's got a lot to say about these Toyotas dominating. But I mean, just look at we're gonna there's going to be a Grand Prix in Malaysia this weekend for the Formula One, and it took a couple of seasons, but the Ferrari team is caught the Mercedes team and I mean that's what these Ford and Chevys have to do in NASCAR like yeah. Toyota's worked hard Gibbs has gotten those guys rolling and this playoffs is going to come down to probably I would say right now top two Toyotas Kyle Busch and Martin Truex Jr. Mm -hmm. Kyle Larson is hanging in representing Chevy Brad Keselowski in a Ford I think that's going to be the final four right there. They've been in the top, top all season, yeah. and I think uh, I think that's what we'll see going forward. And we're going to get a clearer picture this weekend after we eliminate four guys at Dover. Sounds good. It's good? Yeah. I like I think it. Let's end it right there. All right, guys. Have fun down at Dover this weekend. We're looking forward to the races and a tight competition on the Fantasy League from Brooklyn. My name is Matt. My name is Dan. This is the Debris and Turn 3 Fancast, and we'll see you next time. End of podcast.